episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. How y'all doing today, huh? How y'all doing in the house? Hello, fam bam. Um, I am laying on my side recording. Isn't that funny? That That's is so, so funny. funny. I'm like, I feel like Mariah Carey. Like how <laughs> Mariah Carey be just uh, laying down, sprawled out yeah. all the time. So I'm like, that's what I'm doing, and I'm I'm I was like, I'm kicking it to y'all live from the bed. <laughs> I am actually on ASOS because they're having um I'm <laughs> I'm on the ASOS app. They having twenty percent off everything, and I wanted some shoes, but I'm gonna not do it. That's what I'm gonna Wait, do. How long is it? Um, let's see. It expires at three a.m. Eastern time on the twenty sixth. Oh, the 26th? Oh, yep. I get paid tomorrow. Yeah, so if you, we drop tomorrow, y'all hear it th- until 3 a.m. Eastern on the 26th. So that means you'd have all of tomorrow to get it if you want to East Coast, that is. 3 a.m. East Coast. I be about uh, ASOS. I know you never forget. I don't forget. And also, like, if you like certain sneakers, like Adidas, like, say you don't like their clothes, they're a really great place to get sneakers from because they have a lot of sales. So that's like, where I've got, I've got a sneaker. And my favorite brand is Adidas. Mm-hmm. Um, And I have gotten Adidas from there. So I don't know why I'm acting brand new. I wish they had the vegan sambas on the asos website though because like i love i just got my first pair of vegan sambas and like i can tell you right now they're gonna be dicked in two months because i've been wearing them every single day i love them so much and God i'm like damn i got the black pair i'm gonna get the white pair so i wish that they had those on asos because without question i would have got those but they don't have I'm the vegan so brand this jacket that i wanted mm-hmm. it was 30 dollars and it sold out on asos oh criminy so yeah y'all that's that's what i'm doing right now but i'm I'm actually i'm I'm tapping in um so how was your week my week has been interesting like that excuse me sorry y'all not bad interesting but like it's just been like (laughs) look at that that's how i feel (laughs) look at it (laughs) well you look at that Will you look at that? That's how I feel. But yeah, it's not like I've had like I've had my complaints, but it's, it's really not been bad. Um, I have uh been going ham in my journal, and I said <laughs> nerdy as hell. I said <laughs> so excited, but yeah, going ham in my journal, writing stuff down, so I feel like better because I keep a lot of stuff in my head, and I'm like, um, I need to physically write that down. Yeah, sometimes you really do need to just get it out. And there are so many different ways to process. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my grandma used to have a tape recorder. I did not know why. I'm like, what is she doing with that? But she would, like, just, <laughs> instead of writing things down, she would recap how she felt in, like, a journal. That's so cool. Does she still have those tapes? Yeah, she do. And not only does she have tapes of herself, she has tapes of my um, grandma, my great-grandma. And she would be cursing people out in her book. I mean, in her, uh, not her book, um, in her tapes. Like, she, we have, like, sound clips of my great-grandma going crazy about how niggas ain't shit. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I gotta, when I drop my mixtape, I'm gonna use it. So, stay tuned, (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> oh, why did I laugh at that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who was that? Is that Sabrina or was that Uncle Ernest? It was definitely giving Uncle Ernest, Uncle Elroy. That was Uncle Leroy for sure. Like, <laughs> why would I do that? It's okay. This is Black Girl Brunch, where you can laugh whichever <laughs> way you want. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show, shall we? Let's tap. I was about to say, let's tap on that ass. But, oh, come um, on, Uncle Elroy. You're just doing too much. Um, but no, yeah, let's, let's tap on that ass. So <laughs> we're going to start with our fave four. So four restaurants that we'd like to go to that we've just been dreaming about on our list. We're like, I'm going here as soon as I touch down at X City. So I love this question. Like, excuse me. I can go on and on about this. But. So, no particular order. I want to go here so freaking bad. And I almost could have, but that's another story. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Temple of Satan in London, England. I think it's London, England. It's in Hackney. It's in Hackney. Correct me where that is. Yada, yada, zoop. But it's in <laughs> London. Um, And I always, I like, since, this is weird because like, how did I know when they opened, like when they were like in the works of opening up, I knew about it. And I was so excited because it's a vegan fried chicken place. So it's like vegan KFC, I would say. And the vegan chicken looks like fried chicken, like how it would be in, in a non-vegan place. And I was like so obsessed with that when I first saw it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like this is in like the UK, like that's nuts. Um, so, yeah, I want to go there. Um, another place is called Mr. Charlie's. That's in L.A. Um, Mr. Charlie's. So, if you look it up, it looks like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sell an unhappy meal. I think that's what it's <laughs> called. And it's like, it's literally um, yellow and red. And you they have happy meal boxes. It's like very, like, gimmicky. Um, and they sell literally the same things that they sell at McDonald's, but just the vegan version. Mm, um, that sounds so, so good. Uh, right? So cool. I want to, and plus I love me a gimmick. Like, sorry, that gets me so easy. <laughs> um, The next one is a place called Veggie Castle. So Veggie Castle is in South Richmond Hill, New York. Um, Veggie Castle has like these big ass platters, like that looks like, if, if they sell Jamaican food um, or like Caribbean food and it's like these big ass platters that reminds me of like platters of like my mom used to get when I was a kid but it's like it's vegan mm. um, and I want to go there so like so darn bad um, but yeah they have macaroni and cheese like they just got like it's crazy when I tell you these platters is busting out the seams <laughs> i'm not just sending it to Iman because Please. it's just it's like i've been obsessed with this place and i, I was like so platters. annoyed because i was kind of annoyed because i'm like it's in new york but it's not like in the new york that i go to but i will make a i will make a i will make it a mission to get there I um, love that, platters. I'm so happy. Me too. too. Me too. Ugh. I said me too. <laughs> but yeah, no, me too. Because like sometimes you just want like, you like, I want a little bit of this. I want a little bit of that. I want to. And also the platters come in that, um, that tin. Like, mm. you know, 
the tent. So I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, this remind me of like stuff from when I was a kid. Like when so. you got to grip the uh, edges at the around the sides. Yes, um. I love that, and I believe that Veggie Castle is black owned. Okay, I'm about to say with um, platters that like that. They, I was like assuming they were. <laughs> the the next place is called. New Vegan Cafe. So New Vegan Cafe is so I just put DMV um because it's in that general area. It's one in like Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Like it's literally like that. Um the one that I saw I saw it when I was in the last time I was in uh Baltimore, but it was opening. Like it wasn't open yet. Mm. Um New Vegan Cafe, I believe that is Black-owned as well. And they have, like, vegan soul food and, like, just food that reminds me of, like, things that I had as a kid. That's really, like, what I like when I, um... I love, like, vegan comfort food. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't know why. I said, I don't know the what. Why am I having a hard time talking? Um, I was having a hard time, like, typing it and talking at the same time. But, yeah, New Vegan Cafe. Um, and then honorable mention is... Oh, and New Vegan is spelled N-U, Vegan Cafe. Okay. Um, honorable mention is Drop Squad Kitchen, which is in Delaware, um, we actually had Drop Squad Kitchen because they had came to the um uh the uh vegan fit fam um cookout and they had bought vegan ribs. Wait, did um, I taste those? Uh you probably did, but people was on those. I feel like those was like the yeah. first thing to go. Yeah, you had to show um, up there and just get it. I hope they bring that back. Yeah. But um that place is like vegan soul food down. Like they literally have, like I said, things like so I didn't even say yet. I said like I said, like look at me getting ahead of myself. But they had things. They have things like um like vegan ribs, mm. like macaroni and cheese, um the vegan chicken, like stuff that you like. Oh, your mom would make on a special occasion. And I know for a fact that Drop Squad Kitchen is black owned and okay. that makes me excited um i just be like when am i gonna have a time to get out to delaware i don't even know how to help get there um but yeah um i want to go there so bad that has been on my list for years and i'm looking now they got platters as well black people love a platter um I'm gonna say spoiler alert, but black people love a platter. I'm about to send this to Iman again. Um, I don't know how y'all will see it unless you look it up, Drop Squad <laughs> Kitchen. But they have. I'm looking at this. They. This is crazy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this is. This is crazy, and they got vegan breakfast, which I'm a big fan yeah, of. Like, looks like we never I, can get a breakfast, right? And I love breakfast. Same. Anytime Favorite I can meal. get breakfast, I go actually crazy. Right? I go freaking nuts. I really go nuts I when go. I can get breakfast. And I love Drop Squad Kitchen's page. Also, um, New Vegan, their page as well. It's like, you could just tell it's like black people. Like, it's just, I love that. And it's like, they're constantly posting like people in the community and posting like other vegan spots in the community. So yeah, those are the ones on my list. Okay. I love it. I love it. I want to check out all those places. Um, I've never heard of any of them before. So, gotta look them up. So, 
the first place on my list is going to be Nobu. Malibu. Real bad. I want to go to Nobu. Everyone keeps talking about how, like on TikTok, they'll be like, you'll only get a little bit of food. You'll pay X amount of money. I want to taste the food, but I want to go for the experience more than anything else. Like, I've been hyper-focused on, like, getting a Malibu. There's something I think I want to, like, plan for, like, my birthday in 2023. Keep forgetting that it currently is 2023. So, we'll see if that happens. But I really want to try Nobu. I don't why. I've se- I thought you'd been to Nobu. No. <laughs> I wish. So, apparently, there is a Nobu in Atlanta. And I'll be going to Atlanta soon. But I want to go to the Nobu in Malibu. That's the one I want to go to. That's the one we be seeing Beyonce sneaking in and out of. That's the <laughs> one that Dio Hughley got into an argument with, like somebody. I just feel like I want to go there because I don't know who I would see. Um, apparently, uh, Lil Baby and Jada was at the one in Atlanta. Like I'm like, I just want to go sit in there and watch. They come like, man, why have you been sitting here for four hours? I'm like, I pay, I'm paying, right? So you just want to be nosy? Yes. That's why I want to go to the Nobu in Malibu because I just feel like it's like, who knows? Who knows? Also, I heard the food is cute. Like, there's some bites, but it's probably not a place you're going to go to get, like, you're not going to have a platter busting at the seams, you know? <laughs> like, every, every restaurant on my list was plus. <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> then I want to go to this place. So, all right. I've been wanting to go to this place ever since I seen it on TikTok a few months ago. But now I get to, I get to go. I made a reservation for when I go to Atlanta. It's this place called Zakia. It's a Lebanese restaurant in the Buckhead area of the city. And I'm so excited because I love like Lebanese food. Same. Um yes. <sighs> that cafe you put me on to some of the best food I've ever had in Philly. Like some of the best food, tons of vegan options. And because I'm going with like, um, family who are non, uh, vegans, it'll be nice that I don't feel like sometimes when I take non-vegan people to a restaurant, I feel like it's all on me. If they don't like it, they spend their money for something they don't want to eat. And as much as I do want to force everybody to be vegan, it's not a fun experience if you don't know. (laughs) I like to know people like their food because if other people don't like their food, then I really can't have peace while I'm eating. And I want peace (laughs) when I'm eating. So (laughs) I just like to go places where everybody can get what they want, especially me, and then we can just be good. So this place, Zakia, like it is gorgeous like it first of all anytime a restaurant got a real big chandelier i'm like sign me up like i want to go there <laughs> sign me up and also i always want to go to bucky like i've been obsessed with bucky ever since um I kind of start getting into like Atlanta Housewives. I didn't get into it too much. But when I was watching, I felt, felt like that was a neighborhood they mentioned like a lot. And I'm just like, yes, I want to see that area of the city. So um, I'll let y'all know. You can follow me on the gram or TikTok. I'm sure I'll be sharing tons of content while I'm there. Um, also, this uh, so there is this French vegan bakery in New York. And I found out about it through one of my vegan friends. Serena might have been you. It might have been Rich. I don't know. But um, it's called Le Petit Monstre. And it's a vegan um, 
It's a vegan French uh, bakery, which before I became vegan, like any type of French pastry was actually my one of my favorite things. I love tarts. I love croissants. I love all French pastries. Like that was one of my favorite things. Like granted, most of the time I got it from like Aubin Pain <laughs> or that other place. What's the <laughs> name of that place downtown? Um, It's like La, it start with a Q. It's like that French oh, cafe. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so that French cafe, it's like always have like tarts laid out and different danishes and all these different types of rolls and breads and muffins. And this um vegan um bakery in New York creates all that. So I just really, really, really want to go there. And then finally, my- Oh, I've been there. You've been there? I've been, yes, yes, yes. I have been here. How did you like it? It was good. And they have on the wall, I think this is the one, they have on the wall, like, pay it forward type stuff. Mm. Like, um, it'll say, like, um, you can, it's like this, it's like a a black woman gets a, I want to pay it forward to a black woman to get, like, a free pastry. Oh, wow. Is it in Brooklyn? But this in Brooklyn? Yeah. No, it is in Brooklyn. Sorry. No, that's the wrong one. I've been Shit, to I want to go to the one you just mentioned. Especially if it means a black woman can get a free pastry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was one. It was like this note, and it was like a black queer. It was like, no, it was like queer person of color gets like a free pastry. They had like stickers on the wall. I mean, with that ideology, they probably um are not even around. <laughs> oh my God. I well, mean, that's how life is, ain't it? <laughs> well, maybe I got the wrong vegan pastry shop. Or no, I'm going to go to that window. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's super cute. I feel like if I went there, I would have to take all my tummy medication because I know for a fact <laughs> I would gorge myself in bread. I picture myself with a really big canteen of water next to me just <laughs> washing it all down. I know Ooh, I'm going to sorry, crazy. I just snorted <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of water. I'm going to have a bucket next to me just drinking water to wash down all the pastries. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> another place that I have on my list, the final is called Amara at Paraiso. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's in Miami. My girlfriend, Nakia, will always tell me about this restaurant. And I really wanted to go um, with the first time I went to Miami. But I was with people who didn't want to go to that place like <laughs> my family was like where the drinks at like <laughs> Iman is so sweet like so tolerant that because me I would have had you know how white kids be having a breakdown in the middle of this <laughs> you like, I want it I want it I want it they be like you too big <laughs> No, I really, first of all, we weren't there for me. We were there for my one cousin. Oh, so, true. And she's a very picky eater. So, And, like, you ever had certain family <laughs> members, you be like, don't get her started. That's a family member that you just don't want to get started. Like, you really don't. So, I'm like, where do you want? All right, we want to go to Cheesecake Factory in Miami? Bet. Let's go. Uh, we want. Sorry. <laughs> Iman, I found out. It's called Confectionary. That's where I went. I'm sending it to you. Is it still open? It's Yes, it's Period. still open. It's called Confectionary. That's where I went. Good wins. It's, it's in the, it's in the, I guess that's, I consider the village, but yeah, y'all, I'm about to say y'all already know. You already know, but yeah, it's good. Confectionary. So Did we cute. go here for bread, Sabrina? No, we went somewhere near there. I went there when I got my, tat, my bread style tattoo. Oh, wow. I just see something yeah. with oranges and chocolate on that page. I love it. 
Yeah, was it baked by Chloe or somebody? It was Chloe. Yes, I love Chloe. Why well, I say it like oh that? Oh my said, god, yes. that was so delicious. It was okay. Yeah. Well, all right, but the place Amara of Parisio, Parisio, um, it's like all fresh, organic. They sell like kale chips. You can sit outside. You like I just love being in the sun. And eating vegetables and, and drinking fresh juice. <laughs> like, so I feel like that's my lifestyle. Like, <laughs> they be like, what's your lifestyle? I'm like, fresh juice, sunlight, <laughs> kale chips. That's my lifestyle. <laughs> I just really do love it. And they have all these, like, an assortment of, like, roasted vegetables. And I actually haven't even looked at their drink menu. But I feel like the drink probably, drinks probably all have, like, cucumbers and mint in it. Like, mm, 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 mm. that was good. Like, I want to visit so bad. Um, also, I know that Pharrell has a restaurant in Miami. Um, haven't looked at the menu to see if they have anything um, vegan. But, like, I really like to see, like, cool restaurants. Like, I like the way restaurants look, too. Of course, I need that food to be good. But mm-hmm. I really love, best of, uh, I love the ambiance of restaurants as well. Yeah, same. Um, and I did look at Nobu's um I looked at their menu. They have a vegan taco, which looks good. Um, and they have heart of palms, but their dessert is literally a bowl of fruit. Oh, I'll take it. Oh. I'm really thirsty. It's just to go there. So I'll take it. <laughs> How about y'all ain't got no sorbet or nothing back there? Maybe they got like a special yeah. or something. We're going to see. I feel like, can y'all whip me up something back there? <laughs> Girl, they be like, girl, girl, if you don't give us on the menu, if you don't eat that cantaloupe and stop playing. <laughs> All right. So that's our fave four. Let us know uh, if you've been to any of these restaurants, if you like to go to some of those restaurants. Also, y'all, starting this week, we are going to get better with the socials. Um, We both just needed a break, but um, I see people writing and we, we care. Like, that's what I just want to say. We care. We, it's just sometimes yeah. it can be a bit exhausting um, being on social media, especially me, which then leaves Sabria being the primary person checking everything, um, which is also not fair. So we're going to get to it. Okay. And also it would, I don't mind when people like me personally send me stuff on my personal page. I, and more likely to um, answer it like absolutely same, 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 same. Um, please send me send us stuff to our personal pages. Um, and I all like I always talk back on my personal page, but it's just like personal page plus work plus all these other accounts. But it can become a lot, even though we're going to get better. Um, still send it to like our personal pages if you want to just you know say what's up or let us know how you feel about the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into Toast for Assist. This week, we're toasting the Ice Spice for dropping one of the hottest EPs in a long time that I've heard. Like, Yes, I love it so much. And, like, it was... Um, first of all, I didn't know she was dropping it, but, like, I loved it. It was cute, sweet, short, to the point. Um, also, it was... Like, she sampled... Um, it was a oh my god! I know the song. It's uh, isn't it one twelve? In Gangstable. Um, yeah, in yeah. Gangstable. The sample. I'm like, listen to that song. I'm gonna say, if you're an old head, um, <laughs> you know what the sample is. But that's how you do a sample. Like it wasn't like just rapping over the regular beat, and like it wasn't like 
just rapping over Missy Elliott, get your freak on <laughs> with like a funny, like, a, like, get your freak on. And like, it wasn't like something like that. You know how people be doing just like basically rapping over like the beat that we know and it just be like a little change. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was such a good, it was such a good sample. <clears throat> um, Tory Lanez. I'm not, you know, not that I listen to any of his music, but the big biggest reason why I never listened to anything was because I'm like, you're literally just, this is a cover, not a sample. Yes, that's what it'd be. It'd be a cover. Like, I hate that. Um, But it was so good. And I feel like I, she's very consistent and I love her style. Um, and I love the fact that she, like, is very aware of, like, the, like, the, I, I don't want to say joke. it's not jokes in a bad way, but, like, the lighthearted jokes people make of her, make about her, and she, like, feeds into them, and, like, that makes her even more lovable. It makes like, her it so was, lovable, and she's very funny. Yes, yeah, she was definitely very funny, and I liked it, and, like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Like, it's not for everybody. It's really not for everybody. And Especially, that's why I love It's Ice definitely Ice. for the gals. Like, it's definitely for, like, people who just, you know, know the vibes. Yeah. And I really get mad. Honestly, I get angry when people are just like, oh, it's trash. It's like, first of all, it's really not trash. Let's start there. Like, I know how, like, sometimes mumble rappers, we know, we like them even though we know they're trash. And it's just like, oh, it's funny. Ice Spice really be talking her shit. She be riding the beat. She's mm -hmm. it's drill. She got a cool. She's original. Nobody looks like her. Like I do believe that her and Cardi can sound similar. It's probably both the fact that they have like raspy voice and because they're from the Bronx. But it's she's different enough. Like I feel like it's like when Designer came out, he sound kind of like Future. It's like yeah, you do sound alike, but it's different enough. You know where we like know who's who, but. I hate when people say she's trash. And I also hate, like, it's this certain type of person that always, especially, it's usually a man, they always want to hate on women who are just, like, fine, sexy, mm -hmm. having fun, doing their thing, tried to do it to sweetie. It's like, you're you're mad for a different reason. Exactly. And also, like, I hate when some people don't realize that some people, like, you think they're a joke, but they're in on the joke. Like, yeah, and you're they, the one that's too dumb to pick it up, not them. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I'm thinking about, like, her, like, her original, like, um, mixtape stuff. Like, she got a song called, like, um, Be a Fucking Lady. Like, and I just think that's so funny. <laughs> like, to me, I just, I don't know. I, I, that really annoys me when people are, like, they don't get it. No, they and it's don't. like, they also don't get that they're kind of part of the joke. Like, anytime, anytime you get mad about Ice Spice, it's like you part of the joke, too. Now, you have made yourself a laughing stock, you know? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> I said, mm -hmm. I said, you made yourself a laughing stock. Like, it did. Really funny. <laughs> That's it how did. I feel. I feel like, aha, you hate women because she pretty. <laughs> you really hate her because she pretty and, and she got a big butt. That's what you made for her. I never forget when some guy said something about her and she retweeted and was like, you weird. If a bad bitch retweeted me in front of like all her followers and said you weird suicide <laughs> you better leave he about to take that out on the next I'm gonna kill my <laughs> he about to uh, take that out on the next four women he uh date i would end it like she literally just said you weird 
I'm like, oh my god. Like that's the name of her her EP by the way. Like yeah, like it's sometimes like, and I love that she said it because like I be feeling like that all the time. And I remember when I was a kid, some one of my friends' dad. First of all, mind your business. You're a grown ass man. <laughs> Leave teenage girls alone. I was like in the back of the car, and I was like, 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 like. I just kept on saying like, <laughs> and he looked back and was like. You're, he was like, do me a favor, challenge yourself. Like, first of all, shut the fuck up. Like, when, you, when people say that, like, challenge yourself, no. He, like, challenge yourself. Like, stop saying like. And he was, like, talking about how I was, was going to be hard for me to get anywhere if I talk like that. And I'm like, anyway, so, like, I'm just like, I hate, like, a big pet peeve of mine, especially men or, like, people older or anybody who hate on young girls. Because I was, like, people, when I was, I was a teenage girl down, okay? Like, clicking on my phone, being, like, like, just dizzy, like, down. So, like, I'm, like, when people hate on Ice Spice, like, it just remind me of that. And it's, like, you think that you are being, like, so well-educated because you're, like, so I'm talking, like, like. It's, like, shut up. The whole time like, you listening to, like, J. Cole somewhere um, trying to choosing dinner with Jay-Z, just, like, <laughs> it's just, it'd be the, I just can't even put into words. It'd be the worst people. Like, sometimes people actually do, like, for the most part, people don't do that thing to me that they're doing an ice spice, and it's because I present in a certain way. But because misogyny is going to like affect everybody at some point or another, or another, those moments where it do hit me, it makes me feel very violent. Like when somebody's like mansplaining something to me, and I'm joking, I'm like, now you about to make me like completely like flex on you. I actually know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just joking, right? Like he really <laughs> turned. He really stopped. He was. Turned around and looked at like me because I was saying like I'm like first of all leave me alone like <laughs> that's like you're not my thought like I have it dad like don't don't do that so yeah I hated that bit so it just reminded me of that and I'm like yup justice for like yup <laughs> exactly yeah it was always something you didn't get because you were 50 years old and you shouldn't have been <laughs> literally old ass. He was 50 when we was like in the beginning of the high school. I'm like, <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, you can't expect to know everything <laughs> that kids is talking about. And that what y'all would say, a, a job turkey, like what? And never mind. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to keep going. All right. So, <laughs> uh, um, moving on, uh, let's jump into this tea time. As promised, <laughs> we about to get into Megan. Yes, as, and as some people like to call it, mother. Um, very much so, mother. So, I have written down here, um, Megan basically is a Black Mirror episode on Coke. Um, it's a technology horror, um, and it asks the question, what if a robot doll raised my niece after her parents died? That's literally basically the movie. That's the movie. That is the movie in short. That is what the movie is about um, from start to finish. Um, and I 
loved it because it gave me my Black Mirror fix. Because <laughs> um, I have been missing Black Mirror. And I love technology horror. And it's such a niche, um, it's such a niche genre. And it doesn't come around often. And it's not done well often. So I feel like this technology horror was done very well. And... It was something that I'm like, these, even though it was definitely campy, goofy, it's like the aunt, I forgot her name. She is definitely a real person that I can see. Like, Yes. Hmm. She it's really very, know how to play a white, nobody know how to play a white woman like her. She is a white the woman. The most down. realistic white woman. Like that is, that is Jen from work. Like the character she yes. played. This is the same white woman who played uh, the girlfriend in Get Out, by the way. Yes. Let's find out yes. her name. <laughs> yes. So she... Um, definitely is a real person, like somebody who's all they are obsessed with their work, you know. Allison Williams. Her, Allison Williams. So she like is just obsessed with her work and like always want to top what she did and like literally will drop everything in, um, like drop everything in the moment. If her boss says jump, she want to jump. But like, she don't jump how you think. She like jumps like she goes to the edge yeah she don't jump over she go to the edge she's that type of person and i'm like this person is so real especially like with us being like um since us me again saying like us being millennials um and like gen z we are the only generation we are the only generation who literally grew up with technology Mm -hmm. um like i said it before i literally only remember like three years of my life without a computer like did it <laughs> like I really don't really remember life without technology really besides like a few years when I was like four and five because when I went to elementary school it was mandatory that we learned how to type oh that's true on the I forgot about that so I don't really remember like much before technology so stuff like this really be hitting different um, and I could see how somebody like, um, you say her name is Allison Walker. Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Oh no, it's Alice Walker. I was like, isn't that the person Alice. who wrote The Color Purple? <laughs> her, how somebody like her, cause I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is a millennial woman. And I'm like, I can see how somebody like that can be so obsessed with technology and like, trying to be on the cutting edge of it because it's like oh she grew up with this and her like life's work is just to advance it and like get eaten be like get so deep into the technology that like these um robots are my friends basically and be the elon musk of like toy creators like there are different there are different levels to things like Every so often, there comes a there comes a toy that's like changes the game. You know, there comes a car that changes the game. There comes a phone that changes the game. And I feel like this um this woman, that's who she was. So she worked at a toy company, and mm-hmm. she was like creating this toy that was like a digital like pet that you had like kids had to feed them and they were obsessed and the boss was like create more create more but whole time her team is spending money resources time on Megan this again creation that was supposed to um 
like they were saying the parents spent like X amount of time like parenting um, and it took away from their day and it took away from this. But like, what if you had an assistant? Like, what if you had someone that was healthily helping your kid to process emotions? Somebody that was healthily helping your kids to like uh, do their homework, watch after them and like all of these things. But what they didn't account for is like, one, if a, a robot is doing all this, what the hell are you doing as a parent? Exactly. And then two, like, what happens when this artificial intelligence, like, can this artificial intelligence um, get, like, possessive in some way, shape, or form? And how, what will happen? Like, so... Let, all right, that's Megan, and that's the why behind Megan. But before, like, Megan was announced, we get this little girl who tragically gets into a car accident that ends up um, taking her parents away from her. So now she has to live with her aunt, who just sucks. Like, let's just say that. Like, this is not, one of my <laughs> worst nightmares as a kid is that I would have to live with that fam- that one family member that just didn't know how to socialize with kids. Like, yes. there's always that one family member who just is too selfish to do anything for a child. Like, they won't sacrifice any bit of convenience, any bit of their life to make the child like a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's how like uh this character is. Like I need to remember her name. Um I, like obviously um her real name is Allison Williams, but let's see what her name is in Megan. Yeah, because like she um so it was something that she did that stuck out to me Jenna. was um Jen yes she was such a Jenna Gemma sorry Gemma mm-hmm. Gemma yes Gemma so it was um a point where Gemma's niece um wanted like wanted to play with this toy that she had but it was a collectible and she was like oh that's not a toy and she's like first of all she just lost her parents so relax I'm somebody I'm a collector down boots the house okay like i my barbie collection is starting to get up not not my barbie my doll collection is starting to get up there but if i had a niece who just lost her parents um and she would find comfort in just playing with a toy i would let her play with it the goddamn toy i don't care what come on yeah, because like now you setting first of all, you don't spend time with her and you that's like kinda cold like kids take stuff like that very personal. And sometimes they feel like, oh, I did a bad thing. Like, because they don't understand why like what do you mean it's a collectible? What do you mean you don't open it, you don't touch it? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. So that already shows you what type of person she is like from like from the jump like her house is very i mean obviously she don't have any kids portland millennial (laughs) portland millennial portland millennial who works in tech like her house is all like it's like this robot vacuum um hardwood floors um bmw suv Mm -hmm. she wears all nude colors like you know she definitely just be in gap going nuts you know yes and it was um now that i think about it we talk about it it was so it was good because it was good for a lot of things like it was funny um i feel like it was perfectly campy she Gemma, was so comfortable with technology like 
if she didn't question anything, like for instance, um, like I know some people like are like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want Alexa because I don't want somebody like listening all the time. But there's, but they're like comfortable with the iPhone. She had no reservations about any technology, like no reservations. She was comfortable with like technology doing everything. Like I forgot they, there was a like a type of Alexa. Um, I forgot the name of the, um, computer, but she was like calling that to like turn off the lights, things like that. Um, and she had a robot that she, um, built when she was in college and she still was like kind of low key trying to work on that. And just like that really stuck out to me. The fact that like she was, so dependent on the technology as to when she was in danger it's like she was trying to call on this technology but she really couldn't because she was fighting against technology which was megan (laughs) yes so like of course it's going well at first right megan she she can't take care of her niece and she uses her niece to pilot megan and to see how like good Megan is. And at first, of course, everything's great. Her and Megan are bonding, they're coloring, they're doing homework with each other. But the next thing you know, of course, things start to go south. Um, it all really changed when um Denise got bit by a dog mm-hmm. and Megan was pissed. Do you hear me? And it's because she knew her responsibility was to protect. Yes. Mm-hmm. this child from all harm so when something harmed her she couldn't let it go exactly it was or a dewey right that was the name of the dog <laughs> I th- yes that was and even if something slightly hurt her feelings because again megan is a robot so she's going to take everything literal like she's going to take everything literal she's going to take it for like even if something like you know if you um like your mom is like no you can't have a cookie after dinner and you're like mm, like and like your feelings a little hurt by that megan would take that and be like you're a threat <laughs> you gotta go like, also she can measure like moods like you feeling 90 percent anxious 20 percent trustful 10 percent sad like she's measuring like feelings in the way like I always say like emotions aren't always quantifiable, not to Megan. According to Megan, like (laughs) we need to, we need to measure this and decide what it means. So of course it like, it's progressing because not only is she like, did she get retaliation on the dog? Um, she also, um, started like getting snippy with Gemma, the aunt. So now the aunt thought that, oh, no, no, no. I could just have Megan watch you when I'm fucking in the lab. But when I want to, like, you know, come in and tell you something, then I get to. And Megan was just like, yeah, so what you're not going to do is, like, get in our business. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, how? I'm like, that's like every robot movie <laughs> where the robot is like, huh, like I am, no, I robot. I was like, I am robot, but that's two different ones. <laughs> but, um, I robot. Like, the robots really don't be fucking around. They really take stuff for real. Like, don't, ain't no half stepping with a robot. Ain't no half stepping with robots. <laughs> Hello? Um, so again, it's like, also, Megan saw Gemma for who she was. Mm-hmm. She saw her who, for who she was. She like, 
you got me doing this, so like, I'm not listening so, to you so for step it. back. <laughs> if you want step, step, but like, you can't have me doing. You can't have me raising her eighty percent of the time, and then, you know, you step in when you mad. Um, and uh, it's so funny because Megan really was like on the little girl side. That's the that's the wildest part. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm sorry. As we're watching this movie, by the way, we're in uh, a movie theater in the middle of, like, North Philly. Sabri, I'm sorry. I had to stop to talk about the experience in which we were watching this because that that is so important to keep in mind, right? So, first of all, I don't even know if we've shared this already, but we're going to just share it again. This lady, first of all, if we're in the snack line... Don't you're not allowed to let nobody in front of you if the line is long. You can't let yeah. nobody in front of you. That's just the rule. You don't let nobody bust you if there's a long line because obviously the 17 people behind you are gonna be pissed. We were already running late for the movie. And this one girl in front of us let these two women get in front and they're bullying the guy at the front to to let us in. I think we did tell this story. Yeah. It's taking up space and I had my fist clenched. I was getting so pissed. Me and Sabrina was just like, come the fuck on now. And like they they were just like, why can't we get in a movie? It's so out. So we come, they sit in our seat. We had to shoo them away. They go sit in somebody else's seat. And I'm just like, come on with the ghetto shit. Like, if you, it's it's a simple rule for the movie theater. Every seat is reserved. If you didn't see none on the website, it's not available. Ain't nobody going to buy tickets and not show up. Not in this, not in this economy. It's just not happening, babes. Like Hello? people going to come out if they bought the tickets. Like that's crazy. Then next in front of us, there was like this whole fight breaking out. This guy <laughs> who was like doing most of the talking, when I said his neck was as wide as a gallon of milk, <laughs> his neck was w- it, and I'm not saying this to shame nobody, but I'm just saying if the width of somebody's neck is that thick, you already know they big as shit. Do not start with him in this movie theater. Because I feel like if he starts swinging, we all getting, we all going to get punched one way or another. So I was getting scared. Like, oh God, like, do we have to run? Like, what's going on? And he was like, just shut up then. Then step then. Like, saying stuff like that. And I'm just like, bro, just watch Megan. Like, you so hate like yeah like down. that's why I did because I didn't know what was going on because it was so much going I didn't know that was going on because it was so much going on because first of all the guy that was sitting next to me I knew he was going to be an issue one way or another um <laughs> like I know it's reclining seats but he was just reclining a little bit you're not home it's very homish it wasn't like oh I'm visiting it was very and you're grown and curled up and, and and leaning back like come on belly out um we're watching the movie um and he's like snoring bad and um i don't know if it was his girlfriend but wait before that sabri remember what we did oh so he was snoring and i was like oh yeah iman was like try to move real hard hard. like try to adjust your body real hard and shake him yeah, so I adjusted my body real <laughs> so hard. Did like, the most. I <laughs> no, I love oh. putting you up to stuff like that because I know you really going, you going to deliver every time. <laughs> the way Sharia bucked her body in that chair, and he was like, mm. like the plan worked. We thought <laughs> he was like, who's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, because it was like pivotal moments happening in the movie. I'm no, like, Sabrina really bumped real hard in that chair. His head like like bobbled a little bit. <laughs> I was so annoyed because I have been looking forward to seeing this movie for so Months. long. 
And yes, months. And I'm like, in my mind, like, I wish it was like how like people was talking about on Twitter, like, yes, queen, like those moments. But I'm just like, you just not going to get there here <laughs> at this theater. And it's just like, it was whatever. laughing and stuff, but it was not like what it wasn't Twitter. It wasn't like a Twitter reaction. It wasn't like that. And like in that moment, I felt like, uh, like I was a like chronically online <laughs> nerd. But I'm like, the way people were talking about it online was definitely funny. And I'm like, so yeah, that was annoying. But we, pushed through. Oh wait, didn't his girlfriend slap him? Yeah, she slapped him. <laughs> and she was like, you snoring. Um, but we pushed through. We did. We pushed through. Cause like that wasn't even the least of it. It was still kids in there. It was the people next to us being like, he she acted like Chucky. It's like shut up. <laughs> Completely be quiet. But hated it down the house boots. We gotta watch. <laughs> we need to watch it again somewhere better. But the it was some really crazy moments that just took us out. It was definitely some crazy moments because I didn't know it was going to be that funny to me. Like, I didn't know it was going to be that. It's definitely a movie that didn't take itself seriously, which I love. I'm such a fan of that. Um, There was a moment where um, the little girl, like, just went apeshit um, because her aunt took Megan away. And she was like, you know, I get crazy without no, Megan. she slapped the shit out of her. Oh, yeah, she slapped. I forgot. She slapped her aunt. And she's like, you know, I get crazy without Megan. Like, she was a cigarette she or something. I'm sorry. I just get so crazy without Megan. <laughs> it was just so. And, like, just how the moments when Megan was, like, about to snap, like, she was like, Megan, you're not supposed to be. Like, she shut her down. Um, and then she, like did her head and like popped back up and was like um I wasn't finished talking and I'm like oh my she said oh I'm sorry I thought we were having a conversation (laughs) that it was like it was so funny and creepy at the same time because I'm like no Megan is really like she was eating Gemma up the whole movie she said oh Gemma you are so ridiculous like can you please be for real for one second of your life I'm like oh shit she was eating her up bad, like so bad. And it, but she deserved it. And it was reminiscent of Charles Charles playing in the sense that when Chucky was snapping, he went off. Like he would go, you stupid fucking bitch. Like he would just go crazy. But Megan was like the 2023 version of that in a sense. So she wasn't cursing, but she was just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Get real. Like she was like that. It was so funny. Also, like um, there was random moments where she would just sing. <laughs> like, real angelic, though. But we it was like, girl, stop. <laughs> that was funny. When she was singing and everybody in the theater was, like, crying. I'm like, this is so funny that she was just, like, singing a lullaby, like, real angelic. Whole time, you are a killer. Crazy is, a, like... She was singing, I am titanium. Like... <laughs> Like, I just loved and I cannot wait. Like, I'm looking forward to, like, the trilogies or whatever, like, the spin-off, because I know it's coming, because it's the, um, what's it called? The, um, the second movie has been, um, announced, but I just, I can't wait to that. Um, also, I loved at the end where there was, like, a homage to Child's Play when, like, um, Chucky's face was distorted, um, and that happened to Megan as well. Like, I love that the homage to that because like it's like you don't have to say that's what it was but it definitely was that and I feel like it was definitely 
inspired by child's play but it was still so different and i'm like i feel like that's not an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. um but it was so different and also since i am a child's play fanatic there is a child's play that is not very good but it's one that is technology based where Mm. um chucky is called buddy and he is um controlled by like he he doesn't have batteries he's like um like a basically an alexa um, and having seen that movie and how it was, it definitely, I feel like it was still different because I'm pretty sure, um, being a horror fan, um, the writer was definitely aware of that, but it still was, having seen that movie, it still was different from that. Okay. I have to check it out. Yeah. Me and my, I love watching bad horror movies and I was like, my goal is to watch every child's play movie in existence or anything <laughs> child's play, even if I can't take it. And, um, yeah, it was a uh, technology. It was, it was actually, it was funny. It wasn't, it was like bad. It was so bad that it was good. Um, and Tiffany was in it, but she was a human. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, Megan is a whole phenomenal film. Um, give it awards, but you know, it's not going to win awards. But I really like <laughs> Give it an too. Oscar. <laughs> give it an Oscar, but I loved it so much. And like that dance, I'm sorry, I will never get over that dance scene. But <laughs> it was just as ridiculous seeing it. It was <laughs> even cause more like- ridiculous because you understood why, why she was doing the dance. Like, not trying to, <laughs> not to fully give it away, just in case somebody is like still listening, but like, the fact that she did that dance, I'll just say before she killed someone, that is too funny. That's like I felt like the so... movie was original. Like even with it having those similarities to Child's Play, like you, I mean, certain things are going to happen. Like certain things, like okay, you knew, you know, the technology got to turn. Like that's going to mm-hmm. happen. But I feel like mm-hmm. just the the people, like the storyline, it was just so you know, it was different. It was so funny to me. It was definitely very, very funny. Um, it was wild. I loved it. And also, okay, before we move on, there was this one joke that I'm like, this is so funny. Like, I just feel like it don't really say. be jokes like that in movies. And like, it was this little boy who was a definitely he was a bastard. He was, he was a, so he's terrible, evil. He's terrible, and he was murdered. And by Megan. Yes, yeah, by Megan. And, um, the cop went to go, like, ex, um, Gemma about it. And, like, he started laughing and he was like, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't be laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be laughing. Like, why I don't know why I'm laughing at that. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are you laughing at a child's ear being found? Because he was... Like, oh yeah, his he was ripped like his his body parts was like found in different places because he was like ripped to shreds by Megan, by Megan. But he deserved it. He was very mean. He was pretty terrible, nasty, pretty terrible. Yes, but yes, y'all, please go see Megan if you have seen it already. Let us let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely can't wait to. I definitely want to see it again for sure. I said for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so let's get into the sunken place. Sabrina, you want to set us up here? So this week's sunken place is about um people who expect black women to be perfect and free from any and all flaws. Um, stop. Like <laughs> number and, one, and short, stop. Stop. Um, and I don't think it's fair. So what I think 
before we like get more into it, I think the thing is a lot of people think that marginalized people, um, yeah, marginalized people, whether, whether it's like you're a person of color, if you're, um, in the LGBTQ, like you are supposed to be like very PC all the time. You don't mess up or anything like that. You're just perfect. Like you're always happy, loving. You're never a cap. You're not capable of hurting anybody's feelings. You're not capable of doing this and third because you are marginalized. You know what it feels like to be hurt. So you would never do that to anybody else. That is not true, and I feel like it's not fair to put those um expectations on people, especially black women. Um, and like again, when I say like hurt, like for instance, um, if um like I take a job at a company and I'm like, I need this company is paying very well, um, and this will be very life changing for me, and like some people are like oh like why are you doing like capitalist scum like you hate poor you this and third blah 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 and they're being extra hard on me as where so many people do it like so many people who are especially like white do something like that and nobody blinks an eye yeah nobody blinks an eye they work for meta it's just like okay who yeah you got a job in tech but then like black person works at meta it's like oh so you're supporting this or black person works at amazon so oh you're supporting this or you know it's just like why is like why are we trying why are we held to a higher standard when we didn't even create the problem exactly and it's like surviving this shit exactly and i feel like the anger like the outrage is really deep rooted in anti-blackness like for instance i'm just going to say it recently i mean i don't really want to talk about it because i don't know as like much about it but we all know Beyonce performed in dubai um i wasn't aware of how many celebrities performed there but i'm not surprised but like lady gaga has been here this month kylie minogue was there two women who are huge like gay icons Kylie Minogue Lady Gaga both white women I didn't hear anything like when they performed there I didn't even know Kylie Minogue really literally was there like three weeks ago Mm. this month this year I had no clue I understand that I would say that Beyonce and Lady Gaga have a bit of the same type of fame. Kylie Minogue is like, if you're American, you know her. And if you're Australian, she's like a big deal there. But I feel like Lady Gaga and Beyonce, I feel like their fame can be measured the same. Um, Again, big Gaga fan. Did I know she performed there? Didn't hear anything about it. But Beyonce did it. And people are writing all these things and like people are just getting like so angry, like so, so, so angry. And again, not saying that we are not free from critiques and like being said like, oh, this isn't right. But it's just something about the way people say some things that I'm like, this is rooted in anti-blackness and it's because you think that since we know what it's like to be hurt, to be this and a third. We shouldn't do anything like that could possibly hurt somebody else. But that's not true. We are still humans. Yeah, we're still humans. And also it's like, 
we're also being held to a higher standard. Like, especially an example yes. you just named, because it's like, why, why do we hold this conversation for when it's Beyonce? And we look like, literally, why, why didn't this conversation happen with Lady Gaga? Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, I'm not, I'm why not didn't? And it's because Beyonce, well, one, she gets more attention, and two, it's because it's just like people want to have a I gotcha moment with her. And like, I'm not going to defend anything that Beyonce is doing because I'm not Beyonce. And like, I understand like people's argument about Dubai and their rules. And like, I, you can never justify that. But at the same time, like there are so, I think what a lot of people forget in this social media day and age is that there's a lot of nuance to everything in the world. And I hate that word has been used so much today. But there are literally a lot, there are a lot of nuances in the world. And if you're going to survive in a capitalist society, unfortunately, like you have to like pick and choose your battles, especially as a black woman, because what folks don't like, like to talk about is if you actually tap out of capitalism, you're safe, everything, your sense of safety, well-being, all of those things become at risk. Like, I just would like to see how the folks who are talking shit live. Like, that's just how I, I I'm always very <laughs> curious about that. Like, how do you live causing, ca- causing zero harm? How do you live? Like, what, what do you do to like stay harm free? Like, for example, there are some, um, there are some like platforms that I don't actually want to work for, you know, because I feel like they have a really bad track track record with working with black creatives. But I also feel as a black woman, as a person who's trying to make it, I kind of have to be a little bit like hush hush about that because I'm like, I kind of am not really in the position to be saying no to certain things that could change my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have morals, but I don't want to be a a fool. I don't have foolish pride. I don't want to be a fool and then miss opportunities because it's real easy to think you Muhammad Ali and like, you know, when things come to me, I'm going to stand in my this, I'm going to stand in my that. But you not like maybe you're not in a certain position like ex, ex Beyonce out of this. Right. Just mm-hmm. talking about the regular black person. But we got to carry the burden of like, oh, are we going to be considered like the ethical police? If anybody gets to get off from time to time, going to make some money just to make, you know, to 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 push themselves further, it's black women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is black women. Everybody mm-hmm. likes to be so silent. Like every day people are silent about what we go through. People are shut, hush, hush, mouths completely sealed. But the moment we do something to pick ourselves up, from the bootstraps that everybody keeps telling us to pick ourselves up from because they don't give a shit about what we go through. Then here comes all the feedback. I'm going to tell you right now, shut the fuck up if you say anything <laughs> about what me and Sabria do because you don't know what it's like working a full-time job, then coming here every Tuesday night and recording. You don't know what that's like. So when we get our break and if we decide that that's, what, that's the best route for us, if you start critiquing anything, be prepared to know that we don't care. <laughs> just be prepared yeah. to know that. Exactly. Because it's just like, like you said, everything is nuanced. And it's just like, it's very like hard to, there are definitely some things that is non-negotiable for us. Like there is definitely something there. I don't want to say something. There are things that would like 10 toes down. 
we don't support we don't support like we are like we're not going here we're not going there like it's non-negotiable but then there's some gray areas yeah and that's what like i I stopped saying like if we decide being as Mm -hmm. thoughtful as we are and we're like is this like is this organization perfect let's just use the let's just use something like um cinemax right I'm sure mm-hmm. if you dig deep enough, there's an issue with Cinemax, right? Because it's like a big corporation. But if like Cinemax were to provide us with an opportunity and there were no fingerprints of like crazy scandals, just some few, a few problems that you're probably going to get with every platform, we're going to go and work with Cinemax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's damn near impossible to like work with an organization that has no negative claims associated with it. It's the world we're talking about here. It's not like Dream Wonderland, which I think people on Twitter are living in. Like, it's the world that you're... And, like, I kind of miss the days of just, like, understanding. Like, for example, Viola Davis talked a lot about how, like, when she first got into acting, all she could take was these mothers who were addicted to crack. Like, she hated that. She hated that. But she had a big family that needed her support. She had rent she needed to pay. So she was just like, ah, I kind of had to take the help. I kind of had to take this role. I kind of had to take that role. Did she know that she was going to get into a place where she could play, like, Annalise Keating, one of the, like, most prolific and most, like, like a character with so much range on television, mm-hmm. a dark skinned woman in her forties who got her big break. Did she, did she know that that was going to happen? But if she hadn't accepted those other things, which were available to her at the time, she would not be the Viola Davis we know. And same with Beyonce. Like there were moments in her career earlier on where she took opportunities, which I'm sure didn't allow to align to every one of her creative beliefs, but that's how she got to the point where she could have complete creative and in, uh, independence. So you still have to have some character. You still, got to have some morals some values that you stick to like if somebody is slaughtering animals left or right of course we wouldn't align with them because like we're vegan does that make sense like it's elon musk hell no we're not aligning with him ever 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 Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to like some things it's just like how you gonna make me responsible for that as a black woman i didn't create that rule i didn't do that thing exactly exactly so i feel like it's already enough like you know on us and like constantly thinking like uh is this like even thinking about like our stressing about our hair and stressing about like how we talk and the fact that some of us can't stop saying the word like and like it's just too much yeah it's too much it's too much so in conclusion get real that's how i feel yeah it's definitely not our cross to bear i feel like like again we just use the example of like the well i worded up the beyonce and lady gaga thing but like again that's like not saying like oh we support like whatever it's just like that's not something we're getting into right now but it's just like just use that as example because that's like what is happening right now and i was just like hmm this is kind of weird that how people are acting i can't help to feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah for sure for sure so, yeah, um, we're going to move into common, common census, which this week is about critiquing our faves. Um, yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> and <laughs> it's not, it doesn't have to be faves and like celebrities. It's just like 
faves and like it could be like your favorite teacher or like your favorite like you know just or not even fave, just like somebody close to you or something like that mm-hmm. um because it happens um a lot especially as you grow and you find out like something that you're used to is not right um and you're like oh that doesn't kind of align with how I am right now so um I'm kind of gonna have to say something about this oh yeah for sure for sure and I think that like growing up you really learn through like your relationship with your faves to kind of like not idolize people which is such an important thing to learn as you get older because like when I was younger even when I was in college I idolized like celebrities like and like now I kind of like look at certain people and I'm like you're imperfect but this aspect of you is what motivates me to be different Mm -hmm. and you know I'd like pick pick apart people but I'm never really surprised by anything people do like I'm never really surprised by it Mm -hmm. because I recognize that you are you're not just my idol you're a human and so like you're going to be true to you and I don't know you too (laughs) like Even people I know, like, I don't really know you for real. Like, I think I do, but there are different, like, um, parts of you that, like, I'm starting to see. And this is just a part of getting to know you, seeing these sides that, like, are a little bit more imperfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's very true. And I agree. I was just like, Iman, like, I was obsessed with celebrity culture. But I feel like as you get older, like, right now, I'm at the place where I'm just like, I'm not getting angry and be like, oh, like, about it. Because, again, I have other shit going I do not on. Give a so, <laughs> yeah. And also, I cannot expect somebody who is a billionaire or somebody who like hoards wealth or who, you know, doesn't pay their employees fairly or something like that. I cannot expect them to have like the moral compass of God. Yeah. Like you, you can't, can't expect, expect anybody to have yeah. the moral compass of yeah. God. Yeah, you can't expect anybody like and especially somebody who is like, you know, don't pay their employees. Like, so, yeah, but like, even on the other side, like the flip side of the spectrum, like if somebody was dirt poor, I wouldn't expect them to have that moral compass because I'm like, yes. now like the needs that you have, like are like shading your like vision. So mm-hmm. I, I just all around see that there, there are certain things that come with certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's just how I feel. There's certain things that come with certain things. Like I really do try not to think too much about people being like, billionaires billionaires because i feel like the moment i say that people stop listening to me you know what i mean like they just i I, like i don't know if that makes sense like if i'm having a conversation outside of people like like you or like people on twitter like if you're like that really don't make sense to a lot of people a lot of folks don't even understand yet there's a big like gap in understanding about why being a millionaire is even wrong and i think because like when because we're on like social media all the time because we're best friends and we know why and we're always having these conversations like I assumed that everybody was on the same page but a lot of people are not 
So it's like, I yes. feel like the moment I start talking about like people's wealth and like it goes into a conversation that I don't even want to have. So it's like when I stop looking up to people, regardless, I always say like, regardless of them being rich, I don't know these people. Like that's just like first and foremost. And then I lead everybody out of it. Cause like people just don't understand. And it ends up into this whole conversation. And it's like, you really, you got a lot of learning to do and I don't have time to teach it. Yeah, it's definitely very exhausting. Um, the house down boots, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so like, so for me, a time when I'm gonna say, um, so when a fave of mine, or I'm gonna like put, I think I'm gonna like say it in a general sense, like somebody who I was like close to did something questionable was I'm going to say when people started like people that I was surprised start like spewing like homophobic rhetoric and it really I would say beyond fave I would say like it would it was happening when I was dating that's what it was when I started like getting out there and dating and somebody like we be cool or whatever like that, I'm like, Oh my God, I like this person. They're like becoming my favorite person. And then like, they would spew some rhetoric. Like, I'm like, huh? Like that doesn't align with who I am. So then I would, from there, I would have to assess like how to stay away from those type of people Mm -hmm. and how to present myself as like you can't even get close to me if you think that way. Um, so it was like I had to rearrange like I won't say my whole life. I really had to do some like um deep like thinking and like just doing it in a way where like I said, like I was building a bubble around myself and saying like you can't get in because you don't believe like in the things that I believe in. And also what helps a lot too is being very vocal mm. as well. Like being vocal and like what you stand like I'm standing in this. And like so when you do that, it's like people can't get close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't believe and they that. don't align. You they already exactly. know before they come to you like, oh, she's on that side of the fence. I sure am. Exactly. Exactly. I sure am. So don't come exactly. over here because you know exactly what I'm gonna say. I'm on that side of the fence. I always try to make it very clear because like it's so funny because for some people like being like uh, an ally, being a safe space, like, you know, that's like such a good thing. Like, and I know that like what we do is, is, is right. One, I know that I radically believe that every person has a right to be themselves. I, mm-hmm. I radically believe that, especially if, uh, or as, if you're what you're doing and if being yourself doesn't harm anybody, because you don't want nobody that's like got that Jeffrey Dahmer mindset to hear that and go, yay, no, not you. I'm talking about when people want to like, you know, they're literally not hurting anybody. They're dressing mm-hmm. how they want to dress. They're showing up in the world how they want to show up. They're liking what they want to like. They're dying their hair color, whatever color they want to dye. They're going by whichever name they want to go. Like that is to me like a human right. I mm-hmm. really do believe that. And if I can be a safe space and if people feel comfortable being themselves around me, that's a win. But it's so funny because that is a literal threat to some people in this mm-hmm. world. Like there are some people who are just like, oh, you, you, you go with that like crazy stuff. And it's like, 
do you understand what crazy stuff is? <laughs> like crazy stuff is like a lot of y'all don't be taking care of y'all kids. That's crazy That's stuff. That's crazy as hell. That's crazy. A lot of you are That's nuts. A lot of y'all are like pathological liars. That's crazy. You know, a lot of y'all like use people to get ahead, to get money, to get this, to get cl- That's crazy stuff. Like mm-hmm. allowing nuts. somebody to be themselves, to to talk about their love life, their interests, their lack of love life, their struggle. That is not crazy stuff. That is normal stuff to me. So it's just like mm-hmm. I am very loud about that, but it's so funny because when you're loud, when you're loud about that, people really see you as like an op. It's like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but let's say we kind of touched on in the beginning of this, like when uh, people who we are close to or we like. I don't want to say look up to. I feel like we both at the stage where we don't really be looking up to people no more. Mm-hmm. It's more is like, oh, I like that this person is doing this. It's not like, oh, I'm looking up to this person there, this and the third. Because as you get older, you realize how flawed people are, which is like what gave me the idea for this. Um, I feel like I don't get I used to get very angry. Like, very angry. I felt like I had to make statements or I would have to, like, lash out mm-hmm. on people in that moment. Like, if it was a person, um, excuse me, if it was a person who I was, like, close to or in a friendship with, I felt like I would have to lash out on that person to show, like, my dedication to, like, oh, like, this is what I believe in. And, like, your behavior is, like, very, like, questionable to me right now. I feel like I had to get angry and lash out on them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, like, assess who I'm talking to. Like, for instance, if you're talking to, um, like, for, um, I have, like, people, like, at my old job, there was, like, I work with older people. And there was, like, older people who, like, I, like, it was this one old lady that I just loved. She was great. But she would say some stuff that was just, like, very not, um, like, aligned with what I would say. And I'm, like, assessing the situation. Like, this is a woman who's from a generation that is, like, they was walking the streets with no phones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to argue this person down and try to get them to see my side on something. Um, And it was like, uh, whatever it was, it was not even harmful what we like didn't agree on. But I'm like, I'm not going to like try to shake this person down because that's going to exhaust me. That's going to get me excited. It's going to make me upset. And this person might not even want they're significantly older than me they're not going to want to change their mind like this person is literally in their 80s yeah like you gotta just learn when the message is not going to receive be received and you're wasting your breath like some days some people don't like one thing i'm starting to understand is that comprehension is it can be like it just freezes at a certain age and also some people don't have the ability to take on certain information. Mm-hmm. It's like, and if you understand that in life, you will like learn who to have the conversation with, especially mm-hmm. because some people they'll be ignorant and they, I don't want to say they can't cause no harm, but they ain't in no position of power. The most, mm-hmm. the most they'll probably end up impacting is their children, which is sad. And that can, you know, umbrella like cascade out into the community and everything else. 
but like they're like there's no correcting them and I don't think I truly understood that when I was a kid I felt like mm-hmm. if I just took my time and I just said this to them like they'll get it and it, like you have to go through life a few times and just be like some people you literally can't get through to them because there's a mental block as to how much they actually can change, like how much they can receive and how much they can actually change. So Mm -hmm. you have, before you waste your breath, it's like, can this person actually change? Are they listening? Is the message being received? And I feel like that's one of like, like our greater talents. Like once you see that somebody is just like unable to be saved like, you just kind of, like, take a step back. Now, the only people that I keep, like, ramming the door open and open and open is, like, people who are in positions of power. Like, say yeah. you're a principal of a school. Oh, you're going to listen and you're going to learn because you Period. have some, like, very, like, fragile, like, minds in your hands. And thing, the decisions you make could, like, cascade out, like, through so many people. But, mm-hmm. like, if you were just this random person I work with and I'm, it's just like, how, how much can I change? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. That's a good point. Iman. Like people that, you know, you not going to see again. That's something I used to do when I was younger. It's like, I would always try to educate everybody. Like, and I was making myself tired and angry. <laughs> burnt like, out. I burnt the hell out. Like, I was trying to educate everybody I came across. And it's like, am I going to see this person again? No, no, never in life, <laughs> never in life. And absolutely not. also want to talk about like, like, I know we're talking <laughs> about like personal people, but I felt like a lot of times, like it has happened to me with celebrities. And unfortunately, as yes. soon as it happened with celebrities, I start losing faith in everybody else. And another mm-hmm. time it happened, I know this happened to you too, Sabrina. Oh, snaps, we over time, <laughs> but in college, <laughs> right? So yes. I really um, uh, idolize a lot of people on Facebook because being from North Philly, I would see how some people lived in like the suburbs. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Like I always aligned more to people on Disney Channel. I don't really align with the people that I know sometimes. At school, we both were kind of like black sheeps. So when I saw certain people in the life they were living, it was very similar to what I saw on Disney Channel. I pictured myself in their life without a true understanding of who they were. And Mm -hmm. then I got to college and I just saw, I guess my faves let me down because it was like the people that I really was like planning on spending time with. They were like, girl, you are black. Like they were not interested in hanging out with me because I was black and I never really like at the time I just didn't get racism. So it was like, oh, wow. So I think that was the first time I was truly like I got a reality check. Like I was like, oh, no, like who people see you as is not aligned with who you see yourself as. And while they don't define your story, like you best believe that matters. And like you need to like you need to think about why you wanted to hang out with them in the first place. You need to think about why you saw them as friends. And like it, like that's why I didn't really have no anti like black era because I never was anti-black. I just wanted to hang out with people who I felt would get me more. And I learned quickly. It wasn't them. It was mm-hmm. not them. Um, same with Sabria. We both was like, they're mean here. Like we just <laughs> got it. It's like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Um, and then the next time it happened was it was Chris Brown was the first celebrity that like really just disappointed me. I was team breezy when I was younger. Um, I'm talking about like back in the run it days and kiss kiss. Like that's when I was team breezy. But then when that Rihanna <laughs> incident happened, I, I really was trying to like um 
I was really being like, well, we don't know what she did. Like, you know, just like a lot of these dummies now, I was saying that and I had a teacher get me together and he looked at me and he said, you listen to me real good. There is never an excuse for a man to put his hand on a woman. And he only had tell me that one time. I went home and I took them CDs and I put them away. I took them posters <laughs> down and I was like, I don't know him. I don't know him at all. He's crazy. Like, I just, <laughs> like, from there, I just realized, like, you do not know these people. And they have a public relations team yes. making, pumping them, pumping their image out. And we, you, you can be him and he could harm you. You mm-hmm. can be him and he could be mean and nasty to you. You don't know this man to be defending him like that. And it's just, now I'm just like, look. I like I'm I'm detached as long as you don't do no creepy stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you want some R. Kelly type time, I can't I don't that I can't just listen to your music, ignore that. But if Mm-mm. you do some regular billionaire like questionable behavior, I'm just <laughs> like you just I just disagree with you as a as a person, and I'm not going to ever agree with 100 of what anybody did. Not Sabria, not my mom, not my dad not my kids. So it's like about level setting. You will never be on the same page with somebody all mm-hmm. the time. Talk to these niggas. Talk <laughs> to them. But no, for real, like, when you realize that I really don't know these people and why I care, like, why I care, it just be making shit so much easier. Like, it's so many other things to get angry about. Yeah, just focus on yourself. Like, honestly, if I saw this older woman said, they were like, what's the key to happiness? And she was like, detach. And I'm like, that's <laughs> no, for real. Big, I, I really believe that more and more. So I've just been trying to minimize as much as possible and maximize those, the things in my life that matter. My family, my friends, like to a certain, I just maximize the love in my life and I minimize things that actually won't change anything for me. Why am I putting this energy out when no, they don't care? Like, do I really need to know like who who Rihanna had in the Fenty show is an outrage? But ultimately, I still ate um checks for breakfast, no matter what. Like that really didn't affect me. So I'm just gonna stop like getting so invested until it kind of like just really really gets to the point where you can't ignore it and you're like i can't spend my money here but for the most part it's just like just back just back off you know yeah exactly detaching is so that's definitely worked for me because i used to be so invested and i'm just like now i'm just like is that my business it's not my business because there's so many things to like what the hell is happening in the rainforest? Like, it's so many things to get angry about that actually, like... Focus on. Really, focus. Yeah. So many things to focus on. So, yeah, y'all. That's it. That's Black Girl Brunch this week. Goodbye. Oh, uh, not goodbye. Sorry. We did not see her outro. Why did I say that? <laughs> I really... I really thought... I'm chilling. Like, I'm really feeling like, oh, this is a conversation. I know. But see, Black Girl Brunch 2.0. <laughs> um, but yes, y'all, make sure y'all hit us up on the socials. Of course, you can follow us on Black Girl Brunch um, on Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. Email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Patreon. Uh, we got some content coming. You could do a pay-as-you-wish model. So you can pay $5, $10, $20, whichever one you want. We want it to be accessible to everyone. And you can also follow me on Instagram at imamate. You can follow me on Twitter at itsmate and Sabria. And you can follow me at itsfrankandfem um, on Instagram and frankandfem underscore on Twitter. 
Um, and also don't forget to message us um, on our personal for suggestions and also email us because um, we do check the email often. Um, email us like if you have any suggestions or any stories or anything you want us to talk about. I know um, people wanted us to talk about everything everywhere at once. Um, we both watched it. Um, that could be our movie for next week. But yeah, um, just keep the suggestions coming, guys. Yeah. That's it, y'all. That's the show. Bye. Peace.